everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The New York Knicks have a ton of young talent on the roster. But who has the highest ceiling? Is it R.J. Barrett or Quentin Grimes? Miles McBride, maybe. Jericho Sims or Emmanuel Quickly? Well, according to Bleacher Report, they looked through each and every player who met the criteria for the New York Knicks, and they came to the following conclusion. R.J. Barrett has the highest ceiling of New York Knicks players that are young and up and coming. We're going to break down how Bleacher Report came to this conclusion and if we agree or disagree with it. We're going to get to this and so much more today. Let's get started. According to Bleacher Report, R.J. Barrett has the highest ceiling on the New York Knicks roster for young and -and up-and-coming players. That means we're not including Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle on this list. We are including, though, Miles McBride, Jericho Sims, Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, and of course, you guessed it, R.J. Barrett. So among all of those players, Bleacher Report analyzed who would have the highest ceiling. And they came to the conclusion that it would be R.J. Barrett. And you can probably see the smile on my face. The Knicks' best young prospect, according to Bleacher Report, is R.J. Barrett. And he still has the highest ceiling on the New York Knicks roster, according to Andy Bailey of Bleacher Report. According to Bailey from Bleacher Report, he states the following about R.J. Barrett. Wildly inefficient shooting, a horrendous impact on his team's plus-minus, and a ho-hum assist-to-turnover ratio make it awfully tempting to pick Quentin Grimes for this spot, but Barrett's pedigree and point-forward potential keep him here for now. At 6'6", with a 6'10 wingspan, Barrett has a good size for a wing, and at least in theory, he can be a multi-positional defender with that frame. The ability to survey the entire floor is easier to come by at that size too. So I'm happy to hear that Andy Bailey is giving RJ Barrett some of his kudos, some of his props, and of course, some of the praise. And if you know me, you know I'm agreeing here. I absolutely agree that RJ Barrett has the highest ceiling among that crop of players that I named in Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Miles McBride, Jericho Sims. You could even throw Mitchell Robinson in there. I think RJ Barrett has the highest ceiling among all of those players. Not only because he's younger and that matters, but it's also because his development each and every year has been incredible to watch because he's gotten better each and every year. Now, I know last year he struggled during the regular season, and I can't take that away from him. And I don't like his slow starts. I hate them as much as you guys do. And I will kill him and get on him if he has more slow starts. Do not get it wrong with that. I don't like them just as much as you guys don't. And I don't like when he displays that because I know he can be so much better than what he showcases when he has those slow starts. That's why I get so frustrated with him when I see that. But if we're talking about potential and development and upside, 
you always have to go back to R.J. Barrett for me personally. And I agree with what Andy Bailey states here, not only because of his size, his height, and his wingspan, not to mention that if you're looking at Team Canada, he looks a little bit taller and a little bit bigger. And he's moving just as he normally used to move when he was a little bit of a smaller size, which helps to tell me that in the offseason, he's been working on making that body weight that's been additional for him last season feel more natural. And if that's the case and he can play his game more naturally, that's going to be better for him. And when he's taking contact, way better for him because he can utilize that strength to make sure his shot doesn't get altered that much. So it's easier for him to get the and one. So everything is pointing to RJ Barrett going to have a phenomenal year. Bailey also mentioned RJ Barrett's point forward ability. What he's basically stating is that he can pass the ball. He's a facilitator and he was a passer in Duke as well too. He could do that. The way he sees the floor is not incredibly special. It's not like Tyrese Halliburton or Alonzo Ball, but it doesn't have to be that high a tier for it to be useful and good. And he has a useful type of facilitation game that we're not utilizing under Thibs. And if we did, we might have a more open offense, meaning that we'd have more cutters, more people feeling free to cut around because that ball is moving so freely. And I think that's what the New York Knicks offense is missing. That cutting type of motion offense that a lot of other teams are displaying. You have to know how to move without the ball. Because if you just stand in one place, it's so much easier to guard you. But if you move without the ball, it's better. And I think RJ Barrett having the ball in his hands, having Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Quentin Grimes moving around him will make it so much easier for him and his game. Remember what we saw in the playoffs. What worked best? Driving and attacking. An aggressive RJ Barrett is the one that we need for the New York Knicks. If he can showcase that on a nightly basis for the Knicks next season, not only during the regular season, but during the postseason, the Knicks are going to be a hard out for any team that they face. That's how impactful that play is. And him having the ball in his hands and using his passing a little bit more would help open up so many more things for the Knicks. Thibs just has to utilize it. But I love the fact that Andy Bailey pointed out that point forward ability that R.J. Barrett has because it doesn't get spoken about enough. He's a great passer. Why don't we talk about that? But I do want to mention he did say Quentin Grimes. And if I'm making this list, it's R.J. Barrett. And right underneath, right there, it's Quentin Grimes. Because it's close. Those two are so good. And Quentin Grimes, such a great defender. 3 and D. But that's not all he can do, folks. Quentin Grimes can pass. Quentin Grimes has a quick first step. He's aggressive as well, too. But with the starters, he isn't as aggressive. Because I think he's told to hold up in the corner and just stay there, wait for the ball, and shoot the three. And then, back on defense, be a hellacious defender. That's great, but you're taking away so much of his game when you do that. Grimes is such a great cutter. Why would you take it away from his game? If you let him cut a little bit more in the offense, especially with the starters, I think the offense would flow a lot easier, and the buckets would be a lot easier to get. But when you hold him up in the corner, you take away so much of his game. It's essentially like playing with a hand tied behind your back. Thibs, we have to put these players in a better position to succeed. We can't just keep running system play. 
We have to let them play a little bit more freely. I think if you see anything under Steve Kerr, one of the things he does is allow players to play a little bit more freely with their games. And that's how everybody gets engaged. And I think Thibs has to be a little bit more amenable to that. And if he can be, the Knicks might be able to take it to the next level. R.J. Barrett having the ball in his hands a little bit more. Having plays with R.J. Barrett running the point a couple of times makes sense. And it'll keep the defenses guessing. I just don't understand why we wouldn't at least try it a few times. Especially because R.J. Barrett has the skill set. Why, Thibs? Why? So if you want to make the argument that Quentin Grimes is the top prospect on the Knicks with the highest ceiling, I'm not going to fight you on that. I can understand that argument. It makes sense. But I don't think you can fight me on my argument that R.J. Barrett has the same potential, if not more, than Grimes. That's my argument. For everything I just mentioned, not only his ability, not only his size, not only his wingspan, not only his IQ for the game, not only from what we saw in the playoffs when the lights were brightest, and he took that opportunity when nobody else would behind him. I know a lot of people don't want to give him credit for the playoffs because Julius Randle was injured. And of course, R.J. Barrett just stepped up and took it just like it's that easy to do. If it was that easy to do, why didn't Grimes do it? Why didn't Emmanuel quickly do it? It's not easy to just snap into focus and start getting your offense together when your team needs it the most, when the lights are brightest. The question of when comes up a lot with R.J. Barrett. When is he going to be an all-star, Troy? When is he going to reach his potential, Troy? When, when, when? You guys do know that a lot of players don't reach their potential. And some players, they try to reach their potential and fail. Other players reach their potential at different times. There's no time. There's no clock. There's no schedule in regards to when a player is supposed to be the player they're supposed to be. There's a lot of factors around it. Why didn't Julius Randle become an all-star earlier? He's with the Lakers. He's with the Pelicans. Why didn't he do it? It's because when he came to the New York Knicks, he was used differently. And the way he was used turned him into an all-star because it gave him more opportunities to become an all-star. In that same breath, you could say the same thing about R.J. Barrett. Maybe the way he's being used is the reason why he's not an all-star. And if he's used just a little bit differently... He may become one. Andy Bailey from Bleacher Report basically supported this and stated the following. It's not terribly common for a player to shoot as poorly as Barrett has for four years before suddenly turning it around. But if he can pull that off, there's still a chance the number three pick in 2019 can be a borderline star. So according to Bailey, he doesn't have a lot of faith that RJ Barrett can do it. But if he can, he believes RJ Barrett can turn into a star. That's a great way to put it, but in my opinion, I do believe R.J. Barrett can do it. I do believe R.J. Barrett can turn around these shooting percentages and get better, and here's why. In the playoffs, I think he realized that the key to his game is driving and being aggressive. And what we're seeing with Team Canada and FIBA, I'm not talking about the competition level, just his game. Is he shooting threes? Absolutely he is, but only when he is open wide open other than that if he has a defender on him he's going to try to take him off the dribble go into the paint and now he's going into defenders or trying to get them off the dribble and then make a shot he's taking a mid-range floater a mid-range jumper or he's taking contact to get to the line 
But what I'm seeing from R.J. Barrett with Team Canada, what I'm seeing from R.J. Barrett in the offseason, in his workout videos, working with his trainer Drew Hanlon on that mid-range game, what I saw from him in the playoffs, I believe that year five R.J. is going to be the best R.J. yet. And if he can continue this type of FIBA level play into training camp, into preseason, into the regular season, I think absolutely you can make the case that R.J. Barrett will be named to his first all-star team with the New York Knicks next season. I have a lot of faith and a lot of belief in this kid. I think you know that if you watch my channel, but it's not blind faith. I watch what he does. I watch how hard he works. I watch what he works on. I watch how much he works. I watch the love of the game that he has. I love how he does and conducts himself in interviews and in public. And I think as a New York Nick, he's a good representation for the team. I want him part of the team. And he's our draft pick. I want to see him excel and thrive. So for me, RJ Barrett has the highest ceiling on the Knicks. For me, I think he's going to take a major jump in his game next season. And for me, year five RJ is going to be scary. If you like this video, go ahead and leave a comment below. Smash that like button and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace.